Welcome to East Coast DNA. Your host, Darcy Walsh here. And today we have two members of Fire Valley Fire. So uh, Morgan and Justin. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Hello. So uh, who are the two missing members of the band? Or is there, am I counting wrong? I have three interviews today and my numbers are getting mixed up. <laughs> no, you got it. It's uh, Mike and Dan, the drums and guitar. Yeah. Okay. And so now for you two, are you, oh, one second, sorry. Are you, are you two original founding members of the band then? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. We're all kind of founding members. There was like a brief, like maybe like a month or so. It was a very short period that Mike wasn't in the band. Uh, yeah. Um, but it was at the very beginning and it, I can barely remember it now because it, lined up with when i had my first kid so oh, was sure. band. Yeah. <laughs> so i did see your first album bring an army which i do remember when that came out um uh, like 2017 though like that's that's right a, a lot of the bands that i've been interviewing there's a few that have been around for a while but a lot of uh up-and-coming bands have been like the lot like the 2020s mm -hmm. um but there is it does seem a lot of bands came out in 2017 <laughs> and were a lot of rock bands, I guess, um, to simplify the genre. Anyway, there was a lot of rock bands that came out in our region in the 2017 era and yeah. had like an album and maybe a follow up. And then everything hit the fan all around the world. And I'm starting to see now, now that some of these, new bands have come out and there's all these places to play i'm starting to see some of the other bands pop up with new albums and you would be one of those bands you just had a was your third album just came out in october yeah yes yeah, right. so was there i mean we can go back a little bit to the beginning of the band but i'm curious was there a disruption or a down period hiatus however you want to phrase it of the band anything to do with the pandemic or you yeah, just, uh, the timing worked was, out. Yeah. I don't think there was a, you know, a downfall or any period where we weren't, you know, considering still being a band, but, mm. uh, you know, there was just that period where it was hard to get together. We had an album we just released right at that time, uh, which, you know, kind of sucked. You're, you're putting out your second record and all of a sudden you're, you're jammed with a pandemic. Uh, yeah. and then, you know, we had, a lot of the third album you know i would say half the third album we were already already into at pandemic time um so just you know that put the brakes on a lot of things for a lot of people and uh eventually we finally got through that and back on track yeah there was a few weeks i can remember where we like didn't jam and a few weeks yeah. where we jammed with masks and mm -hmm. then a we just eventually just sort of went back to normal. We all stand in a corner of a room anyway. This this is the closest Justin I have been in a very long time. So yeah, yeah. Actually, this was kind of birthed out of that because I was watching all the different variations of what people were trying to do, and then I found I was watching a lot of content similar to what I'm now creating. So, yeah, I forgot you reminded me. I went through a weird period at the beginning of the pandemic where everyone was doing like remote covers. Mm -hmm. It was like, be like the guitar player from some metal band and the drummer from some punk band doing a rush song. And I became obsessed with that 
And then I completely forgot that I was obsessed with that. And that <laughs> left my brain. Yeah, that's <laughs> we stay, we try to stay busy though. We did a we did a live performance uh at Sound Park Studios with with Jamie. Uh I I think was it CB Mike who put that on or Novastream? I can't remember. Sorry, I apologize. Um but yeah, we we did that. Uh, we tried to do a few shows that were, uh, you know, pandemic kind of specific. When you looked at the audience, they had to sit and buy tickets, and you know, so we we kept as busy as possible. Yeah, that show was a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> we had a show where there was bouncers just sort of there to remind people to stay seated. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, took a little break after that one until it was more normal. And you mentioned uh, CB Mike there just briefly. I did notice in the notes was your uh, latest album, CB Mike and Akoa funded. Yeah, so CB Mike worked with Akoa for that funding. Um, we were lucky enough to get a little grant, you know, varying degrees over the last three albums. We were really lucky, and uh, we definitely appreciate the help of CB Mike. Um, yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, the first album probably uh was the most funding we had for a record uh, and and then you know that diminished as the albums went on but uh you know we were we just play shows and put it towards the album and get them out as quick as possible yeah i'm a, I'm a fan of cb mike but uh akawa i know more so from being a former small business owner right so it was it kind of stuck out to me for when i'm when i'm researching bands and albums that's not usually where I see the funding come from, but yeah. I was like, Oh, it only kind of makes sense that there would be a provision for that too. So the only reason I mentioned is just, it's a little unique. Yeah. That probably comes from the fact that you're also from Cape Breton. So it's absolutely. I mean, Halifax, uh, you know, there's a lot of grants and stuff coming out of the Halifax region and a lot of that uh, funding tends to go out to Halifax bands and artists and mm -hmm. Hey, I totally understand that, but Cape Breton, uh, we're struggling a little bit there. There's a lot of uh, a lot of musicians and acts here too that would apply for a ton of that. And with the uh, the pool for that being so small, um, I think CB Mike kind of had that in mind. Like we need to help mm -hmm. some of the artists here too. So Akoa was uh, was really you know great to come to the table with them, and uh, we definitely appreciate that. And so. Going back to the foundations of the band, then uh, CB Mike wouldn't have existed when you first started. Yep. Oh, it yeah. was around then. Okay, yeah. so were they? You were kind of partnered up with them right off the bat. Like, did did band form as a group of friends that were already playing together, or was yeah. there one particular person that started writing songs? Well, there's a history there. Morgan and I played in a band before this band. And uh, when that one kind of dissolved, we uh, we kind of looked at each other and said, you know, let's let's do something else, you know, just organic. And uh, we we contacted Dan. And I think Morgan probably knows more about the history. Like uh, Mike and Dan played in Rock Ranger together for, you know, with Jay Smith and uh, amazing Cape Breton band. And uh, yeah, so there's connections all through. Morgan's mm -hmm. played with I'll let him do some talking on this. But yeah, I auditioned to play bass in Rock Ranger when I was in high school. Oh, I, there you go. I didn't make the cup, but I uh, I respected them for it. They made the right decision. Yeah. No, when we started this, we made a list. It was it was so dorky, but we had like a list of our five like favorite guitar players, uh, like 
on the island uh and and, and we wanted to <laughs> uh ask them to be in our band in descending order starting with dan baldwin <laughs> we both grew up idolizing him as sort of a guitar hero and just music hero in in general and uh he and mike played together in rock ranger for years but also mike was my jiu-jitsu instructor at one point <laughs> so before we were a rhythm section he was beating me up uh for money <laughs> yeah so weird history <laughs> the beauty of small town bands is that there's always those weird connections because everybody has a day job and you end up knowing them in both lives yeah when you're starting uh, off anyway yeah for sure it's weird we're it's like a small island but then there's all these little tiny sub parts to it <laughs> so, yeah, yeah towns so justin grew up in lewisburg and i grew up on the north side and i remember the first time that i saw justin and i was at uh the university and there was like this um just random kind of show at the Boardmore Theater. It was it's not usually a venue where people would play our kind of music. And um a friend of mine was was playing some songs and, and a bunch of us went and we knew everybody because everybody knew everybody except for Justin. None of us knew Justin because Lewisburg was just isolated enough <laughs> that he was like uh the big fish in that small pond. And uh we were immediately like <laughs> like struck by him. Oh uh, definitely on the drive home, like there was like a little like a musical back of the car crush thing going on about did you hear his voice? Yeah, but the, he he played this chord and yeah, it was it was really neat. <laughs> So I, I set my sights on being in a band with Justin shortly after that. Uh, that sounds weird, but uh, yeah, it's came from a place of love and admiration. I didn't know that. Thanks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so now I'm curious too, I, I'm aware of you mostly because you're also one of those bands that when you're out performing, I see your name pop up a lot. You're all over the place and you're obviously playing with a lot of bands that I follow or that I'm friends with too. So I already know you're good people by the people you're associating with, <laughs> but uh, the music as well, like you had just said too, uh, the type of music you play versus the venue that you were talking about. So I know like I said, in 2017, there was a lot of these rock bands coming out. I did find that with the new wave of music coming to the East Coast, there was a lot of fusion of genres. And it's been quite consistently that way. But I have noticed, and it might just be me. I don't know. I have a little bit of different perspective because of the way I focus on this. But I've noticed the last year maybe even less maybe six months or so there seems to be a resurgence of of rock coming out of the east coast not heavy metal and not folk and i mean that's all there and it's not being diluted but there seems to be like a little slice of the pie opening up again for acts like yourself yeah like you said in 2017 we really blazed the trail for other bands to uh, start putting our records <laughs> too, but we kind of decidedly were a rock band from the beginning. And yeah. while we all come from different backgrounds, well, I mean, Mike and Dan played in a band called Rock Ranger that was decidedly like straight down the line rock. Yeah. Uh, it's been it's been really cool because <laughs> for me, this is very this is very selfish. But these guys all grew up with like a rock background, and I grew up with more like a, a Bear McNeil's. Uh, kind of fiddle background uh, sure. and so 
And then I got into like Rush and Yes and weird <laughs> stuff because I was a band geek. And meanwhile, these guys know the entire history of ACDC and Kiss and, and, and bands that now that I'm in my 40s, I realize are much cooler than what I was into. So I, when I joined the band uh, and to this day, uh, when we're jamming, the guys will just start to play um, a riff and everyone will start to jam on it and I'll get really excited and be like, oh my, oh, this is awesome. This is so cool. Is that a new song, Dan? And Dan will be like, that's Thunderstruck by AC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got a rock education, uh, from these guys that I feel like has been <laughs> really, really good for me. I've gone from playing many notes to playing one note a lot. And I feel like the songs are better for it, which is my impression of a rock bass player. That's, that's pretty wild. Um, for me, I think, uh, hearing Morgan say that, uh, for me, it's been like a, more of a technical music, uh, education where I, I, I don't come from, you know, any kind of musical background. I have no family members into that. And uh, I still am not really familiar. I don't know scales. I don't know. <laughs> and as a songwriter, uh, just finding shapes on my guitar and, and uh, you know, piecing something together. After being with these guys for so long, you know, I, I'm starting to pick up on lingo and I'm learning so much as we go. And it's, <laughs> it's really just from being in a room with three, you know, super talented guys that uh, have patience for me and understand that I'm not on the same level. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome for sure. He, he says that, but he does like every week bring complete songs with like all the parts written and they're wild and good and interesting. He just might not necessarily know it's in C sharp minor. <laughs> Mm -hmm. but that doesn't matter because who cares <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i actually had that myself i did have training but when i was learning music theory and it got to the point where we had to be able to identify a note by the sound mm -hmm. i i'm like i'm never gonna learn that and i dropped out i've disappointing <laughs> maybe in retrospect maybe i could have learned it but yeah, I kind of felt like at that point in my life, I was like, that seems like a natural talent type thing. Like, I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, it kept, kept me on the other side of the fence. And so nowadays I'm doing stuff like this instead of playing, right? But uh, oh, yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great, Darcy, yeah. So now I know you had a live album out as well, but I'm curious with the latest album did you have a sound change that was conscious at all or you're pretty much just the the same vibe with new songs yeah so the live record thing wasn't it's not a record it was just uh it was just something we did uh during the pandemic with jamie that got released like on mm -hmm. the airwaves and and we were lucky enough to get a few mixes to put uh put a few singles on our on our you know band camp and stuff okay um, but the new record um I don't think anything really deviated too much, except for maybe the songwriting, I think is a little tighter um, in terms of how we put them together. Um, I think out of the three records, this one has all of our fingerprints on it much more than the, than the previous. Um, not to say like we all haven't been in the room and put these songs together, but this time uh, everyone had a had a shot at throwing uh, songs in the mix. And that to me was the most rewarding part about the record. I love when bands do that. I love when there's more people throwing in their ideas or their songs. Uh, I write lyrics for this band and, and usually melodies. Um, but 
if someone has one that gets me geeked out more than writing one myself, I, did, I, I would love to sing someone else's lyrics and melody. So now I think it's slowly working its way to where everyone's pitching songs more. Uh, and that excites me. I know personally, uh, you know, to the moon, I, I get really geeked out on that. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, the sound sonically, I, I think we finally found out uh, who we are on this record. The last two yeah. were kind of, you know, walking through the steps and figuring each other out and figuring what our sound actually was. And I find on this one, if you if you take a listen, that's probably what you're going to get if you come see us live. And, and I know that sounds kind of, you know, the cliche thing to say, but I think we're finally there. And it takes a while to get there and feel comfortable about that. I'm going to I'm going to back Justin up here. It's, it's it, it, there's more to it than that. <laughs> and here's why. Here's why this is the best record so far, because um, we did the first record in a fancy studio. Like Justin said, we had the most money we ever put into a record. We did the typical thing, you know, record like rhythm section live off the floor then make some edits, you know, punch in a part that could have been better and, you know, sort of layer all the stuff. And then the next record, we had less dough and we went to a smaller but equally fantastic studio and uh, we recorded the drums uh, in the studio. And then I took the drum parts because this was like pandemic-ish uh, time. I did all of the bass in my, in this room, in my like house pants um, in garage band. Um, so instead of me and Mike playing together, I was now trying to match everything that Mike already did. And I went insane, Darcy. I, I There's a song on <laughs> our record. I did a hundred takes of the bass part. It's a three minute song and nobody can hear the difference between the first take, the first take and the last take. And so after like losing my mind over this and like complaining to the guys, Mike was like, the solution is simple. We're going to record all of the bass and drums and guitar live off the floor. We're going to do everything in the first or second take. And you're just going to have to be really better at pace and more rehearsed and ready to go, you know, like a real musician. And so for this record, that's what we did. And every single song on the record is the first or second take. There's no edits. The bass and drums are all live together. And, uh, and most of the guitar was done too, except for like solos were added later because Dan only has two arms and there's like <laughs> yeah. 16 guitar tracks on some songs because it's a rock record. But uh, yeah, I think that made the biggest difference. And that's why when you say kind of maybe like a cliche thing when you know what you see is what you get when you come see us maybe that's more true now because we're actually able to pull that off at a level that i yeah. feel really good about and like if you if we were to record one of our shows now i think it'd be pretty badass i think if you were to record one of our shows in 2017 it'd be <laughs> cool but the bass was probably pretty sloppy you know and yeah yeah for sure i can get behind that uh, and just to say like you know, I hear a lot of bands say, you know, this record's our best one. Uh, I just don't want to say that and forget to uh, mention that, you know, working with Jamie Folds and working with Mark Scott and Ian Blurton, um, you know, that that was all fantastic. None of what I'm saying has to do with their work on those records. But uh, oh, no, no, no. This the, this third record just is finally us. We found our stride. Yeah. yeah. Sure. The guys who recorded this, Albert Leone and Nathan Richards, are like two of my oldest and best friends from my first real band, uh, a punk band called I Was a Spy. And so getting to do it in, in the studios in Albert's house, which is in the woods where there's no cell phone reception. So you have to be present. You have to go back in time uh, to the 90s and there's no laptops open. It's, yeah, it, it was magical. Fantastic. So yeah. our kind of the hope is like, we'll write 10 more songs. I think we are halfway through that now. Yeah. And then we'll just go and plug in and hopefully we can make it sound exactly like this, but with different songs, you know? Yeah. Uh, so fingers crossed. I, I would imagine kind of like you said, the way it was recorded different where it was more more closer to one shots, like you you almost 
mm-hmm. had a live off the floor feel when with the recording, it would even subconsciously give you more confidence the first few times you go hit the stage. And then once it's yeah. successful, it's, it's just what it is. You know that you can do it. I think there's also some weird like subconscious magic that this is, I sound like I'm super high right now, but <laughs> when you're in the room together and you're watching each other and I'm literally like staring at like Mike's stick because I don't want to mess up this take. And if we slow down a bit or get a little heavy together, it happens in that moment. And you can't do that later. You can't be like, oh, at one minute and 38 seconds, I got a little faster. Like, well, mm-hmm. fuck, I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> Let's try that again. Yeah, no, it all felt good. Really good. Um, and again, being with Albert and Nathan, being, you know, really close friends, especially Morgan growing up in, in bands together. It was just a great feel. And uh, to be somewhere that, uh, you know, where you're just, you're you're nestled in there. There's no cell service. There's no <laughs> nothing, no distractions at all. Just, it was a, it was a great experience that uh, I hope uh, I would, I would definitely sign up to do that again, mm-hmm. for sure. And now I think the tour dates that I started seeing this year, like you popped up on a couple festivals, maybe. I know you were on at least one, um, but going forward now that the album just came out is there tour dates coming like are you going to do a little album tour um right now no like heading into the winter and you know being uh you know a band of dads and uh mm-hmm. and you know, all that other stuff that comes with it um i think we'll probably nestle in and do a couple a uh, couple shows on island maybe maybe halifax uh moncton east coast type of stuff and then uh maybe once the summer hits we've applied to a bunch of festivals for this uh this coming season cool. and uh and hopefully that that works out um and then hit the studio again really i, I think that's kind of kind of the plan the goal yeah 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 there's a band dad thing we're uh like we're all in our 40s. I have maybe the youngest kids of the group. I mean, Mike, our drummers, uh, kids just went to university. So yeah, yeah disparity in ages there. Um, but like uh, me and Mike and Dan have all toured coast to coast many times in our youth and sort of sowed our wild oats and stuff. And now we're old and lazy and have found a thing <laughs> that works really good for us, which is just like making music with our best friends and putting it up a vinyl every couple of years. So all the other stuff is kind of like gravy and we i don't know we we have a, i think a pretty magical thing happening right now um where we're really happy where we're at it would be cool to play more shows and get out more but at the same time like we're taking it at a pretty slow pace because we did that in the past and i don't know this feels better you're, you're pacing yourself so it's maintainable it sounds like so that's yeah. promising you know it that's exactly what it is and and you know, we could probably find a, a spot to play in Sydney every week, every weekend or every second weekend. But again, like, you know, being dads and jobs and all that stuff and like wearing yourself out in one area is definitely not what we want to do either. So we're just we're just taking it as it comes. Uh, eventually, once the weather changes a bit, we'll hit the road a little bit here and there take the one shots when we can and, uh, and continue on like that. There's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great way. Definitely at our, at our kind of ages right now. And uh, for what we want to do, it's working, working for us for sure. Oh, Darcy. I also, I, I learned how to do video editing over the pandemic. Cause I, I, I got, I'm just a nerd. I'm a, a lot of computer skills and weird background. Uh, I can kind of relate with what I'm doing here now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So now we get free music videos and we've started doing that too. And we can do that from here and put them out to the world, but we don't have to get in a van and drive for 16 hours. Yeah. So that's kind of been a fun thing we've got too. And another one that we're working on right now off of this new record. And uh, it's, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's like a fun new outlet for us. We didn't really do a lot of that previously. Yeah. It's been great. Morgan, uh, Morgan's really taken the lead on that. And uh, you know, we got to release two, two videos from this current album relatively quickly at really no cost because Morgan's just uh, doing his thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a cool story to them too. Morgan's found some really great footage. He had a really uh, neat idea to use uh, public domain, old films and kind of mix and match uh, live footage here and there. And uh, it's, it's been really cool to see. And, and it's awesome to see Morgan motivate it uh, <laughs> from, from my standpoint, like as a bass player, my God, uh, he talked about Dan earlier being mm -hmm. like a musical hero. And uh, I know there's lots of talk from folks I talked to about, you know, the influence Morgan's had on the, uh, on the Sydney scene over the years. And, and now anytime this guy gets wound up, it's always a good thing. It always works <laughs> for us. So. Yeah. 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 Turns out if you want to make videos on the cheap, just find footage from 1924. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't see it used as often as you would think since it is an yeah. available source of content. Sure. But sure. yeah, well, you know, again, point. we're blazing trails. <laughs> it's out there now. There's one out there I did see someone took a couple clips from for something that was a little weird, but there is a like a public domain Batman black and white like cereal that you can get on video out there too if you look hard enough nice. it's it's pretty crazy there's a lot of really dated stuff in it but it's <laughs> right it's on. kind of fun if you're looking for some content for splicing into your edits <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did you know that the original joker and the old batman used to just instead of painting his mustache he would just paint over it, or instead of shaving yeah. his mustache yes, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah that's the I, first I like first rock star I think yeah, about yeah. that more than I should. Yeah. <laughs> what a power move. Like the first time they were like, so you're going to shave that, right? <laughs> like, no, you're just going to paint over it. <laughs> the mustache yeah. face. I think he just set a precedence for divas in the future. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so you mentioned Bandcamp earlier, which I know there's your whole catalogs on there. And there's actually, you have a bundle deal on there too, I believe. So, I mean, if anybody wants to throw you a few bucks or get some vinyl, it's a good place to go. And the MP3s are there. Yeah, you can yeah. order the vinyl off of Bandcamp. Uh, all the all the albums are there. Um, From my first record that, like, I'll say the guys, because, okay, so these three guys are in, like hardcore vinyl heads. And I grew up with, a with my father worked at the local radio station, which meant we had like a CD player before people knew what that was <laughs> so i grew up in this weird like like technology is the best and the crackle is no good from the record and these guys grew up with like you know oh the crackle reminds me of uh, a warm coffee on a sunday with my grandmother so from from the first record it was very much like we have to do vinyl and actually with this last one we just didn't do cds which was kind of uh, like a big decision for us it's like that's i don't know we're contributing to the the landfill either way but i feel like the vinyl's more cherished you know yeah you know, yeah it's, it's, i'll give you that i was gonna say i do have like if i had the camera turned a little bit there's a ridiculous amount of cds over here mm -hmm. and it's slowed down for a while but since i've been doing this i have so many more that are sitting here autographed that are never going anywhere they're always yeah. going to be here yeah. we can so, we can burn you one <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> burn it and sign it and then i'll have a unique one mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Awesome. 
<laughs> so I, I imagine the videos are on YouTube. So if yes, anybody's yes. looking for you there. Yeah. And these interviews and chats that I have are actually on multiple platforms. So if anybody's watching on YouTube, there will be a link in the description. Otherwise, really easy to find. <laughs> Just type Fire Valley Fire into YouTube. I was going to say, yeah, that's a neat trick. Uh, yeah. if you, uh, our search engine optimization move is just like uh, come up with a seemingly meaningless, ridiculous, just three words, put them in quotes. <laughs> we got it. Well, it, it, it fits well together. It sounds like it's something. And then it's easy to find. There's a few artists that are easy to remember, but really hard to find because it's a common yeah. phrase or a common name. There was a while where we used to get mixed up with, I think, a benefit or a fire that happened in a valley oh, yeah. I, think, I think we beat them out now i think you know we're coming yeah. up on top so yeah, yeah there you go pumping out that content we've made it. Yeah. where should people follow you online to keep track of what's going on with tour dates and maybe new album developments yeah probably instagram will be uh the one that's most active mike yeah. mike takes care of that and he's really good too actually mike's our our business guy in general he's the uh he takes care of all that stuff and he's really good at it and stays on top of it so yeah sure. i'm pretty sure he's researching tiktok right now so we can decide when that's ready for us to make the move yes yes yeah but i'm gonna regret saying this because i'm gonna end up changing my mind in the near future <laughs> but I, I haven't used it in months I, my followers are growing over there because as new followers come on they go and look on the other platforms and it's there but the people that I know that are using it, it does seem like you get a lot of views, but I haven't figured out yet how that relates. Like, I know if you have a lot of followers on Instagram versus YouTube, Instagram's always going to be a higher number. So I feel like I weight the YouTube subscribers a little higher. When I'm trying to figure out analytics and whatnot, TikTok, I have not figured out how that balance, like how many people are actually digesting the content versus these are small clips that people are just cycling through. It's really weird, man. There's so many different, our music is on all the things, but we yeah. have no idea. I mean, it's, it's on things that we don't subscribe to or know how to access. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. I mean, one time we got a check for 73 cents in the mail for royalties. And I'm not clear uh, what uh, the, how the followers impacted that. But um, awesome. yeah, it's we're, we're at a point now where we're not stressing too much about that level of things. It's more so we just we just put the music out everywhere and then go back to working on new music. Yeah, it's a weird beast. I had a friend from uh, from the West Coast who uh, who's with Deer City Records. Uh, tell me that you know it's really it's really important that you do tiktok <laughs> okay well, we'll look into it um but he, he had all kinds of great stuff to say about it and uh you know i just i feel so unknowledgeable <laughs> with all this stuff but uh yeah it's probably good to look into yeah it's cool, like, 42 we're, we're good <laughs> yeah. we out of it yeah we're grandfathered out of tiktok completely <laughs> well i'm actually keeping an eye on i didn't see the information yet but it's just coincidence. It's not like, you know, I, I set that up almost like I was plugging it, but CB Mike actually offers <laughs> some courses that oh, you can take that yeah. I believe one of them is like a social media course that is right. based on the same course I took two, <laughs> three years ago that taught me how to use Instagram stuff to do these things. So it, 
it was a foundational level, but it went a little bit above that and it was enough to give me a footing for it. So I definitely recommend it to anyone that, uh, especially anyone in the music industry that might also be a member of CB Mike to keep an eye on those uh, workplace courses coming out over the winter. Yeah. I'm signing Mike up right now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I might even enroll again. You might see me going on there. Hey, Hey, remember. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks man. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to uh, roll out with a song too. And I mean, I could go uh-huh. pick one and I usually end up with the latest single, but lately I've been getting the artist to pick one while we're doing the actual chat. And I've been surprised. It's not always what I think they would pick. <laughs> so what song would you like uh, for me to play out with for people that maybe this is the first time they've heard Fire Valley Fire. You want to say it at the same time and see if we say the same one? Oh. Yeah, I'll do one, two, three, and then we'll do okay. Okay. One, two, three. Gives Love me life. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with Gives Me Life. Yeah, that makes more sense. Gives me life. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks, guys, for your time. I'm very excited that there's new material coming right off the heels of new material that's out now. But... <laughs> I, I will admit I have not actually seen a live performance from you guys yet. So I'm going to have to keep an eye on those uh, scarce winter dates. You're going to make <laughs> it happen. Come to yeah. uh, I don't, I don't think I can wait until the summer. So I'm, I'm definitely going to have to, I have a few Cape Breton friends now and I was around a lot last year and not at all this year. So two more now, two more might, might, might be due a drive to Sydney before too long. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> nice. Great. Thanks again, guys. And we'll talk soon. Yeah. Awesome. Take care, Thanks, man. Darcy. Thank you. All right. Bye. Cool.